Blog Talk Radio. At least morning the Virgin Islands. Our guest today is coming from UK, so I should say good afternoon, good afternoon. <laughs> well, interested. We have a guest coming in, as I said, who wants to share her history, her books about eternal, that's the title of one, it's in a tr- trilogy series. And she's also an author for young adults fans. We would love very much to talk with her, but I'm sure she's willing and waiting patiently to get through, and we can get the lines connected. I'm in the Virgin Islands, already connecting through the United States, going back to England, the U.K., and we don't have a connection yet. So what I'll do, I'll hold on patiently, hold on patiently, see what happens. If we can get through because of the technical issue, we'll have to reschedule but in the meanwhile, let's just hang in there. Let's go with some music and see what happens, okay? Here we go.
Okay, audience, 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 we got good news. We have our guest with, her, with us today. We are so glad she came in. We're talking about Denise Dowell Bent. Denise is here, and I'm excited. So, Denise, welcome aboard. Hello, and uh, yes, thank you for inviting me. Oh, I'm you're very quite happy welcome. to be here. Oh, I'm so glad you are. We are too. We are too. I am not too familiar with youth adult bands because I don't write that type of stories. I write business stories. But tell us a little bit about your background, please, how you got into doing all this. Yeah, so um, ostensibly I stumbled into professional writing by accident or serendipity or fate. Um, The inspiration for my eternal trilogy actually originated from a game called Rory's Story Cubes that I was playing with my little boy at the time. Um, uh-huh. Rory's, Story, Rory's Story Cubes is a game that involves throwing nine dice and each um, face of the dice has a unique image and um, after the dice land you have a combination of nine different pictures um, okay. displaying and the idea is to create a story from that. Um, I don't remember all of the combinations that fateful throw <laughs> resulted in, but I do recall there was a ghost, a keyhole, a water drop, and a sheep. And um, it wasn't until I started writing uh, my short story during that gameplay um, uh-huh. that the provenance paternal... Uh, was actually <laughs> taking place, and I realized that I wanted to actually be um, a professional author. Um, it took on a life of its own, and as I started writing, I had this continuous stream of ideas and plots flowing through my mind, and the mm-hmm. characters started to then develop and come to life. Um, but I think truly that um, writing is really in my blood because I first started creating creative writing. Wait a minute, please. Let me cut in there a minute, please. Give me a second. I want to say something. You have been so involved with your writing and love it so much that you have become a, uh, you won the best fiction category of adult vote at the yes. BA International Book Award. What is that all about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that was an absolutely mind-blowing experience. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and such, so amazing and surreal. Um, I was an absolute shock when it happened, actually. Um, wow. So I received an invitation on um uh, LinkedIn, via LinkedIn. Um, I was invited to submit my manuscript by Saba. They'd seen my profile on LinkedIn and um, Mm -hmm. it went from there. And um, and the next thing I knew, the ceremony took place and um, I'd won the uh, best fiction um, audience vote at the Saba International Book Awards. Um, And it just, it was such an amazing honour. brings me such joy to know that my writing has not only been held in such high esteem but um that especially now it's 
important to have a escape from these very dark times. So, wow. yeah. So tell us a little bit about what's a SABA International Book Awards. Sorry. Yeah, and we have a difficult with the call. I was asking, what is the SABA S A B A International Book Award? Is that special? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so um, I can't remember the entire acronym. Um, okay, it's, no problem. Um, uh, it's the first two. Um, the S and the A are sound advice. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, uh, and the BA will be book awards. So the company is just called Sound Advice, um, and oh. they uh, host a variety of um, competitions, um, m- mostly with literature, but also I think with music and. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah. And yeah. Why not? Okay. Okay. How long have you been writing professionally? I've um, I've been writing professionally um, since 2012. Um, wow. So yeah, as I said, it um, began with that game that I was playing with my son, and yeah. it just took on a life of its own. Um, the actual, you know, the process of creative writing for me was always there. I was. Uh, born with this crazy, unstoppable imagination. Um, I have really vivid <laughs> themes and stories, yeah. and they just want to burst out of my head, I think. Um, yeah. And I think um, I gained, I think my first inkling that I was actually good at writing was after winning a short story contest when I was seven. Um, what? And that gave me a boost. and. Yeah. You were seven? Thought, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't start writing my book until I was, what, almost in my 50s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, and the fact that um, it, was, it was a school competition and the fact that I knew the teacher really didn't like me and still had chosen my work, I thought, wow, she must really like it then. <laughs> wow. She was interested. So you really had, you had the, the urge to go right at an early age. Yes, and even through um, university, even though I did a film and animation degree, I was still writing. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually, at the time, I drafted a script for an episode of Star Trek Voyager, and I sent mm-hmm. it to Paramount. And... Um, they actually replied and said, reformat it and we'll look at it. Um, my biggest regret is I actually didn't do it because I ended up, I found it just too hard to balance that with my degree. So I yeah. let it go. <laughs> There's always a future. There's always a future. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Sue, you got into this trilogy called the Eternal Trilogy. First of all, what is the Eternal series about? Right, so um, Eternal is the first book in the trilogy. Um, The female protagonist is Vala. Um, She's to her knowledge, just an ordinary teenager trying to find her place in the world with her friends, Jelly and Max. Um, And then she meets, uh, she meets a very handsome fey boy called Elvar and they're immediately drawn to each other. It's it's an instant and electric connection. And she discovers that she has fey heritage and is actually a descendant of the legendary King Arthur. And then oh. furthermore, she yeah, she finds she has um, latent magical and healing abilities that um, Elvar helps her develop. Um, and then uh, unfortunately, she's uh, the antagonist of the story, the spindler kidnaps her parents and... Um, they all have to sort of get together and um, work together to overcome him and save her parents. Let's back up a little bit. So Elva is his, is her husband? He is later on in the book. Um, to begin with, um, no, they're just um, 17 at the time. Um oh, yeah. So he, yeah, she meets she meets Elvar almost by accident, um, but he then helps her um, develop her magical abilities and um, understand her history and heritage. Oh, wow! Okay, I'm learning as we're going. <laughs> So, which <laughs> yeah. of your characters do you do you most identify with? Uh, most definitely Vala. Um, she's my Vala is my alter ego, and I am totally guilty of living vicariously through her adventures and her romance with the irresistible Alva. He's like my dream man. Vala's <laughs> <laughs> personality is. Um, invariably akin to my own though she is more much more confident and assured than I was at 17 um Vala's life to an extent has taken a path that might mine might well have been might have mirrored my own had I made different life choices um Elva is the epitome of my ideal romantic partner and Vala is incredibly lucky to have met her soulmate at such a tender age um Mind you, I was much less mature at 17, so I might not have realized it, <laughs> even if, <laughs> even mm. if um, it's come to be so. Wow, interesting. Wow, wow, wow. So, Valva, is that how you pronounce it? She's 17 Vala. and you were 17 about the same time? Sorry? Were you 17 at the same time at, at Val- Valva? Is she 17? No, right? no. 
No, um, <laughs> no, much, um, much older than that. Um, well, um, my son is eighteen. My son is eighteen now. So <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm just very young at heart. So, um, yeah, um, I think I have a very sort of young mindset. Um, oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Well, let's let's go move on to uh, being an author. What's it like for you when you sit down to write your book? Yeah, so writing to me is completely an immersive experience and it enables me to escape the real world and indulge in my imagination of fantasies and think at the mm-hmm. moment that's more important than ever because it's such a bleak reality. Um, when I'm writing, I'm living vicariously through my female protagonist, Lala. I'm feeling her emotions and thoughts. Um, and I believe this really helps create an authenticity and realism that would not otherwise be there. Um, um. However, although I find writing provides solace, it can also be quite isolating at times, um, which was part of the reason I enjoyed making my trailers. Um, it was a really... Um, wonderful um, consolidating experience to work with others who shared my vision and we had such a lovely camaraderie between us um, you know, we, we would just be able to communicate with so little words and immediately understand what we you know what the other meant and yeah it was lovely it does great. yeah great great I gotta ask another question about that we create, our show is catering to authors of all levels. We have novice authors, we have aspiring authors, and we have experienced authors. Uh, what is the style? Of, what is your style when it comes to writing? Do you have a schedule that you go by three or four hours a day, or do you do it by the week? How do you do it? Yeah, so. Um... <clears throat> I have a sort of um, organic approach to writing. Um, I don't have a, um, a set schedule where I sit down and um, where I sit down and write for um, so many hours. Um, I think especially over um, I think the, the past 10 months during the pandemic, it's really sort of caused huge disruption I mean, to everybody's life. But um, it's been particularly um, difficult for me because of um, various family bereavements, um, yes. my son. Um, and so, you know, Obviously, uh, my children have to come first. So I found that um, what works for me, the best strategy for me, is to set myself just small targets to attain. And once I start that and you know decide that I'm going to write even just as little as a paragraph, I'll usually go beyond that when I come to it. And I find that if by surpassing that, I 
um, it encourages more creativity to unleash and flow. So, you know, I can have days where I'll be writing for hours and then days where I'll be writing nothing at all. It's, uh, it's I just sort of go with the flow with that. Yeah. Well, let's move on. Being an author also means you have to be an editor to get your storyline and your spelling and your characters all in place. Is that a difficult aspect for you? The editing, did you say? Editing, when you edit your books. Editing. Is that, yeah, is that difficult um, Yeah, definitely. I think the hardest part, really. Um, so the methods I've um, employed have actually evolved over time as I've learned more about my craft and what was involved in producing a professionally written novel. Um, I was really, really naive when I started out, um, no idea how anything worked. Um, And initially my first three chapters were, sorry, um, were critiqued by a company providing editorial services. So I took on board some of the comments that I felt had some validity, dismissed those that didn't resonate with me. Um, But then I found um, a company called Standout Books, I was working with a couple of uh, really amazing people, Bronwyn and Alex Hemus. And wow. Bronwyn, yeah, it was a real game changer, actually. Um, and um, they were so positive and encouraging and uh, also quite critical, um, which is unfortunately necessary. It always feels very difficult. Um, so she edited my um, first three chapters and then I realized at that point that the the entire novel needed a much more comprehensive edit. Um, Unfortunately, my finance, yeah, my finances weren't going to permit me to uh, have this bit done professionally. So I uh, solicited the services of my father, who <laughs> um, <laughs> very kindly took on the job. Um, so it was it was a difficult process, both um, in terms of work, but also initially emotionally, because any criticism, even when it's a very constructive criticism, at that stage in my journey, I found it really hurt because it was like my baby and they were saying no. <laughs> um, but I soon learned to sort of see it as a process where people were actually helping me um, shape it into something much, much stronger and better, so bringing out the best and pushing me to do better. Um, so uh, following this, both myself and my father repeated the whole editing uh-huh. process twice um my dad leaving a trail of murdered commas in his break <laughs> um, and then i had it professionally proofread and then recorrected and then another read through and then more corrections and then another wow. check um so and 
yeah, but the editing for book two, Reawakened, was even more comprehensive and involved seven rewrites before it was publication ready. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. that is quite a job. That is quite a job. It, it is. Um, but, you know, I, I really want, I need to be sort of pushed to do my best. I want it, you know, for my readers to be able to, gives them an amazing experience. So um, try to, you know, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist anyway. So. Okay. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Well, most authors yeah. themselves would consider editing the hardest part of being an author. What tips or suggestions would you have for aspiring authors? Yeah, so... Um, I think above all, it's really important um, in the writing world and in well, in all aspects actually of life to trust your instincts. So if something doesn't feel right, stay away from it. Um, okay. It's important to really important to spend money wisely on a reputable professional editorial and marketing service such as Standout Books. Um, because they help perfect your book and help it achieve the prominence it deserves. Um, a solid marketing strategy is fundamental, otherwise people are not going to know that you know, you're out there. So you need to explore the possibilities and utilize what feels right for you. Um, in writing is a creative endeavor, but to sell your book, it's important to treat it like a business venture too. So... I would say one essential that should always be implemented is a professional, usually presented website. Um, for me, the mm-hmm. trailers were also imperative um, as they provide a visual representation of my books and allow readers to experience the world I've created in my novel. Um, I think... Um, my other bit of advice would be um, advice I received myself um, from another author. Um, and uh, she said, your family and friends are your greatest assets. So, you know, really tap into your support network. Um, friends and family um, provide such a great network of support and um they can be really um, instrumental in um, promoting your book. Um, they, you know, word of mouth, um, spreading the word to their friends and uh, who in yeah. turn will hopefully tell other friends and so on. So that's, that's a really um, important um, point. Um, it's very easily it's very easy to get quite isolated. So having those connections, um, incredibly important. Um, so maintaining also that life work balance is important as well, because it's very easy to lose yourself in writing and forget that there's anything outside at all. (laughs) Well, social media comes in very, very helpful. Are you using social media? Yes, I'm using um, a range of social media. So um, 
I have in, I have um, Instagram. I have a YouTube channel with um, all my uh, all my trailers on, and also some um, behind the scenes footage from the trailers. Um, I have a Facebook page for the trilogy. I have a Twitter feed um, Let me do a and a Pinterest. One minute, one minute. Rather than telling us where they are, give us the links so that our, our audience can find, find you. Okay, so all my um, social media links are listed on my website, um, okay. which is um, com and no gaps between Eternal and UK, so just... One, one word. One word, one yeah. Com- yeah. One combined word, yeah. Okay. Now that yeah. we know that, where would people buy your books? Where can they get their hands on their, on your books? Okay, so um, my books are selling at several um, mainstream outlets, the biggest being Amazon, Um the paperbacks are only available at Amazon. I have um, both books are available as an ebook or paperback. Um, uh, so both of those are available at Amazon. Um, also, um, um, on the Apple Store and um, Google Books and Kobo and. I noticed more recently that there are a few um, uh, online book retailers that are also selling ebook versions. So um, all the links to my books, to buying my books on Amazon and Apple and um, Kobo are actually on my website okay. too. So, yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear that, yeah. Now, what are the biggest challenges you face as a writer? Writer. <laughs> writer. Yeah. <laughs> um, my biggest challenge as a writer is actually setting time aside to write. So yeah. under ordinary circumstances, this is just a case of careful time management. But the past 10 months have been anything but ordinary, as you know. Um, yeah. The pandemic has brought its challenges and obstacles and heartache to most of us. But aside from COVID, the past few months for me have just been so, so difficult. Um, So much loss and sadness and my son struggling with his mental health. Um, So it's not permitted me as much time to dedicate to my writing. So... As I sort of touched on earlier, I just find that setting myself small targets um, allows me to keep my uh, creativity flowing. Um, even um, even if I don't write, I always try to um, involve myself in some kind of creative outlet um, because. I find that any sort of expression of creativity allows all of it to flow, including the writing. So, for example, um, 
day before yesterday, I decided to um, work on some sculpture. Um, and I think that puts you in the mindset where you're just able to create. And, okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. You are really an interesting lady to interview. Fantastic. All right, next question I have for you. You're welcome. Next question I have for you is, when should we expect the final installment of the Eternal Trilogy? And I guess the subtitle is Portal. Is that correct? Foretold, yes. So when is that coming out? uh, Sorry? When is it coming out? When would this final uh, yeah. installment complete? Yeah, um, so there may be quite a wait, but I promise it'll be worthwhile. Um, I'm approximately a third of the way through the first draft. Um, but I can give a little piece as to what to expect from Foretold. So um, it's an exciting conclusion to Vala and Elvar's story. Um, Okay. They finally have everything they ever wanted and are adapting to parenthood within a plum that belies their youthful age. And this yeah. time they also know what awaits. Um, but there's a sort of omniscient shadow hanging over them and marring their otherwise idyllic existence. So they have to sort of band together with family and friends, um, okay. take their part in the prophecy and finally um, have a confrontation with an old and deadly uh, foe who is threatening not only to take hold of the Fey realm, but to plunge both Fey and human domains into a, a world of Stygian darkness. So it's, you know, really sort of apocalyptic type stuff that they're trying to prevent. <laughs> wow. You have the word F-A-E. I'm not familiar with that. Could you explain that to us, please? F-A-E. Sorry, I didn't. F-A-E. That word, I guess it's pronounced Fay-Rem. R-E-A-L-M. Fay-Rem. Fay-Rem, yes. What is that, please? So the Fay-Rem is... um known as Candalia, um, and it's a parallel um, dimension to our own access through um, portal in um, various stone circles. Um, You can't just sort of accidentally wander through. You have to um, have a special... um, You either have to go with somebody's day or um, have a special crystal that allows you passage. Okay. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. I I was kind of lost there for a minute. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Getting back to your advices, what advice would you give to a would-be author on how to get started in this highly competitive field? Yeah, um, this is a tough one. As so many yeah. authors, if asked, you know, they'll regale you on how they achieved 
success and have you believe that their way is the only way they have these like really strict sort of rules that you mm. must follow um i think at best um that can be really intimidating for um in you know, newbie, and um, at worst, it can cause confusion and feelings of inadequacy. Um, yes. But that being said, there are a few cardinal rules that must be followed. Um, so I have already touched on the cornerstone of good writing, which is employing the services of a professional proofreader and editor. Um, this is the one rule that must not be disregarded. Um, yeah, I think also you must also be prepared for um, constructive criticism and be open to amendments and suggestions. Um, a writer cannot write in isolation. It takes a team to produce a finished product worthy of publication. And this is okay. where friends and family can come in. So um, friends and family can help you um, with reading uh, a finished draft and pointing out any errors, continuity discrepancies, plot loopholes, um, which as an author, we, um, as I'm sure you know, we're too close to our work to sometimes see that. Um, so I think other than that, in order to continually improve our writing, read, read, read. Um, the so more true. one reads... Sorry? I agree with you. It's so true. Yeah. Um, it's it's just so important because the more you read, the better um, our own writing style um, becomes. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it really helps develop that individual style. Um and I think also if you're writing about a topic which requires a really solid understanding of the subject matter, then it's important to research from a wide range of materials. I think um, people assume that everything is, all information is available online and actually it isn't. Um, so don't just rely on online sources. Um, as there is actually a lot of really um, valuable information out there that isn't found by Googling. Um, so, you know, good old-fashioned books. And um, and I think finally, just find your own rhythm. It's, you know, um, don't feel pressured by achieving a high word count each day. Um, I think that you know, as an antithesis to creativity, feel that creativity can only really be harnessed when we are in the right mindset. So if you're too exhausted, Mm -hmm. for example, it's just better to leave your writing for another time rather than produce something substandard. Yes. I agree with you. I agree on that. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're getting to wrap up. Could you mention your locations for your books? Where could our audience find them? Sorry? Could you let our audience know where they can find your books, can please? Uh, yes, so there are direct links on my um, website, which again is um, 
eternaluk.com. Um, there's uh, plenty of information um, about myself, my background, um, the stories, the trailers, um, and there are links to all my social media channels and um, also links to buying the books. Okay, great. Now, as we get ready to wrap up, I wonder if you would do us a special favor. Would you be okay. available to uh, perhaps give us a little excerpt of one of your books, either Eternal or the other one, uh, Awaken? Can we get that from you? Yes, that, certainly. Yes, thank you. Um, yes, thank you. Glad to. Thank you. So, thank you. so, yeah, delighted. Um, so I'll... Uh, read you a short stretch from Reawakened, um, which is okay. the second book in the trilogy. Um, hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Carla softly stroked Wildfire's mane. It was deep ebony black, and it surprised her as the texture was soft and silky, not coarse and dry like those of horses in the human realm. It evoked a calm in Vala <clears throat> and a feeling of complete safety and trust. When she looked into the animal's eyes, she could see the very core of its being, its intelligence, empathy, and gentleness, yet still with an edge of wildness. Fala sensed this was wildfire's freedom, an unrestricted life with the wind running through his mane and the fresh scent of nature infusing his being. However, what struck Fala the most was the obvious connection between her brother and his horse their mutual love and loyalty for each other. It was the same for Elvar and her other Fae family members. The unbreakable soul connection between the Fae and their horses. It's time now, Tara said, touching Vala's shoulder. I need you to stand back a little, close your eyes and focus. Let all other thoughts, sounds and stimuli fade into the background. What am I meant to do? Vala asked nervously. You're going to bring forth your very own horse. He or she is already destined for you. You just need to call. Wow. Um, Thank you very much. That is a special surprise. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you too, (laughs) Etienne. It's a privilege. Yes. Well, I hope you know we're now bonded. You and I are bonded every time. Or oh, anytime you have something you would like to bring to our attention, by all means, give us a call. Let us know. Be more than happy to have you here. Thank you very much. That's very kind of you. You're welcome. You're welcome. We're called in the author's corner because we want to address authors, whether they're novice authors, aspiring authors, or seasoned authors. We all help each other. As you said earlier, Definitely. the more we read, the better we become. And the more we listen to other authors, the better we, come, we become. I want to thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you again for being with us. The door is always open. Just give us a call next time you want to come on. Thank, thank you very you much. Thank you so much, Etienne. It's so kind of you. And uh, thank you You're all welcome. for listening. <laughs> Quite all thank right. You. Okay. Take care. Well, I'll be in touch. So long now. Okay. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye. You take too. care, Bye. everyone. Stay safe. All right. This is conclusion of our episode today. 
we were honored by the presence of Denise Dowell Smith, the home of the Eternal Trilogy and the author of Young Adult Fans. The door is always open. We'll be back, I'm sure. Till next time, this is ATNA Gibbs in the Author's Corner with ATN. So long, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye-bye.